Hello, my name is Mercury, and welcome to this brand new episode of Media Fate. Today I am alone. Today I will be discussing the brand new anime series, um, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Now, this is our most this is the, the most recent thing we've covered on the podcast. Currently, again, like I said in the last episode, which if you haven't seen, it, is my discussion or my thoughts on the Star Wars Tales of Jedi trailer. Something we will cover on the podcast very soon. Um, we've been going away for almost uh, for twenty five days, almost uh, almost four weeks, almost a month. Again, I'm sorry. There just hasn't been any more any any motivation from most of us to do any episodes. And life hit like a truck, and well, at least we're back, and you'll probably be hearing me just me for most of this uh, period uh, I don't know when we'll be able to do episodes with the cast members hopefully very very soon hopefully even take some time in the future we will officially have more people on the podcast and the returning people that you haven't seen in a while especially after the month-long hiatus that I've taken. Pancakes is the only one who's uploaded any episodes in September. Aside from right now, we're, when you're hearing this, when, and now we've officially done more episodes in September of this, this September than September last year. Um, so, yippee us, right? We're, 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 up, we're upgrading. So yeah. Uh, more things coming in the future. We'll, we will catch up with Marvel. Uh, we will we will catch up with Star Wars. Like I guess, like I said in the, in the last episode, we will catch up with, with Marvel, Star Wars, all the trailers, all of that, all of that. I wouldn't worry. There there is a surplus of content. Yeah, there's a surplus of content on the way. There will be a lot of episodes. I, I do think we'll be reaching episode 200 by the end of the year. If not, then it's on me. But anyways, let's continue. Let's actually talk about, you know, the anime, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Now, Cyberpunk Edge Runners has been a thing I've been looking forward to for a very long time. I think when it was announced or something ridiculous. And... Of course, this Cyberpunk game has been under scrutiny since its release, pretty much, thanks to it releasing in a very buggy state. And not in a favorable state that anyone would be... would consider a good game. Now it's all been... most of it has been fixed. They are still doing things to fix the, the game. They're doing things to fix the game. They're completely rehauling the police system and all that. Uh, I've personally bought. I I I personally played the game. I bought the game when it was on sale on the PlayStation Store for half off. It was half off, twenty five dollars, and I've I've lo- I love it. It's it's a really good game. Now that it's all patched up, most of it is patched up. I mean, most of the bugs I've encountered haven't been game breaking. Um, they're mostly visual bugs and it's 
nothing horrible. At least it wasn't as bad as it was at launch. But you know, it, it's a it's a great game. I really do recommend it when it's on sale because it's still very much in in I would consider the beta state or so the again consider the beta state. Um, the DLC, what the game is getting the DLC soon, Phantom Liberty, uh, next year, which coincidentally is the same year that Johnny Silverhand, um, bombed Arasaka Tower. And Arasaka Tower does play a very big role in, not a big role, but it plays a large role in the series. So yeah, um, Cyberpunk isn't a new franchise. Uh, many people were introduced to Cyberpunk thanks to the game. But Cyberpunk started off as a tabletop game. Uh, a tabletop role-playing game, kind of like uh, Dungeons and & Dragons. And yeah, it still had its lore and all that. And this starting off like that, having all of this lore, is kind of frightening to say the least like for me entering into the halo not halo fandom i haven't really i haven't really played any games i've only watched the series which if you guys want to hear the my opinions on the cyberpunk uh cyberpunk the halo series the other thing that released the other video game series or a show technically anime and shows are completely different topics on media affair there are different, um, different people have different, yeah, have different uh, things. Movies are very mainstream, everyone knows what a movie is, however, an anime and a show, while similar on Media Fae, they are different. Pretty much, anime is everything that is Japanese animation, this is Japanese animation based on a Based on a Amer an American, uh, you know, uh, based on an American IP, intellectual property. But anyway, Cyberpunk has a lot of lore, and it's gonna be kind of frightening for people to to enter the series, whether it be Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven or Edge Runners. However. It exceeds this by not really hinging on that lore. Uh, Starpunk Edge Runners is a show I can recommend to everyone, uh, as long as you're not faint of heart, I guess, because there's a lot of gore, there's a lot of guts going flying about and all that, and there's a lot of uh, nudity. Every episode, in every episode of this show, of this anime, there is at least one person naked or showing their genitals or whatever. There is always one person that is naked. Uh, but not like in the fun sense of, uh, of the Halo series where it's kind of funny because we have, a, we have Master Cheeks over there, clapping Cheeks. Um, we have, it's, it's kind of normal, which, I mean, in the cyberpunk world, I guess, I guess it's normal. I'm guessing the, the laws, some laws are passed, 
for uh, for for nudity. I guess public nudity isn't a thing in Night City, like the the, the offense. For public nudity isn't a thing in Night City. Um, it's a lot of nudity, a lot of guts, all that. If you can't stand that for some reason, I mean, there's not for some reason. People, some people are queasy or whatever. If you can't stand that um, for whatever reason, uh, I don't recommend the show. Um, and I don't recommend the show if you're one of the type of people that hates bad endings or hates bittersweet endings. I, in the next few weeks, months, maybe I don't know. I uh, will be covering. I, I will be covering Meta Runner, and uh, th- this is relevant uh, in a bit. Uh, both of these uh, series, anime, they're different. Austra- anime is Australian, and uh, and Cyberpunk Returns is Japanese. It's again a Studio Trigger. I will get into how I feel that Studio Trigger did on the show, on the anime. Sorry, I keep saying show on the anime. Uh, but both of them have bittersweet endings, and but they made me feel different, and I will get into that, and I'll probably get more into that into Meta Runner. Of course, uh, Meta Runner season three is the final season. Was the final season? Uh, they're still continuing it with some some comics. I will mo- I will talk about what I want to see from the Meta Runner universe in. The matter of season three episodes, but I first do one, two, three, whatever. He get them. I have to cover all these. Um, both of them bittersweet endings. Both of them made me feel different, and I will be comparing them because they're both cyberpunk, and they're both cyberpunk. They they're both they both fit in cyberpunk genre, and. They have a similar world where it's all technological and all that. They have implants and everything. However, however, Meta Runner is less on the heavy side of the implants. I haven't even talked about most of the show for just 10 minutes. You can tell it's going to be a long, longer episode. Thanks to me just rambling about like the lore or whatever. Like how the implication of the lore is. And that just how the series is not for everybody. It isn't. It isn't for everybody. It designed a lot of heavy themes. And the characters, well, the characters do have these heavy themes around them. And you feel like any, like, you feel these characters have just gone through hell. And that living life in Night City is hell. I'm sorry if I can't carry over points well. It's just a thing. I I, I gotta get into talking about the sh- about the anime it's somehow. So I'm sorry, but whatever. Continuing on, the characters have this. They, they, it feels and they know they live in a dystopian world. That, like it said in the Cyberpunk trailer, uh, like the uh, the launch trailer all the way back in 2020. A stray bullet could kill you while hailing a cab. Just, there can be fights breaking out at any point. And the series is very violent. And I think this, this is like Studio Trigger Unleashed. In the sense of both their, um, 
their more uh, horny side and their more violent side. Of course, the two I've only seen a two of Studio Trigger's works were BNA and and Kill a Kill. BNA is their more. It's like it's very light. It's very very light. It does have blood. It does have a bunch of those things. Not not guts. Not there's no nudity. There is no nudity in that in that anime whatsoever. There's nothing like I I'd say like a preteen could watch it, right? Kill a Kill, I'd say teenagers are more more in that sense. It's very that show is very horny. It's not like entire punk where it's not like played for. It's not me. It's made. For, it's fan service. It's it's fan service. I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with it. It makes sense for the world that they live in. At least with this, but Kill a Kill was just fan service like, all around. And I, I don't. Again, I don't have a point. I don't have a problem with it. But Kill a Kill, I think was done for the horny. <laughs> like they, they they were horny. There, there's no like in betweens. In this one, it's more about the the world they live in, and they actually do show. The extremities. I'm gonna put it that way. They show the extremities. Um, and while I kill a kill, it's mostly it's mostly blinded by light, and all of that, and and it doesn't show anything. Uh, but I think this is this is. This is True Trigger Unleashed. They are, they're, it, the animation is amazing. I love it. It's, it, it, it's very, when I was, before the anime came out, I was very worried that I wouldn't know what was going on. Because a lot of anime, in the anime fights, you don't, like, for me at least, I can't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, visually, I don't know what's going on. However, in this one, I can perfectly tell what's going on, and I congratulate Studio Chicken for even doing that. Thanks to there being a lot of blood and guts, so there's a lot of things flying. Like there's a lot of things flying around. There's some like wacky physics, but you know, that's that. Uh, there's a lot of wacky physics that's going on, kind of like poking fun in the game. Like there's a line in the show where in the anime where like. One of the characters says that that the, the cops just pop out of nowhere, pretty much. And again, and that's a that's a that's a thing from the games, like in the game, in, in Cyberpunk game, twenty seventy seven. There's another Cyberpunk game, which is uh, Arasaka's Plan, I think it's called. Whatever. That one's a platformer. We don't we don't talk about uh, Arasaka's Plan. I'm pretty sure. No, nobody mentions it. However. In the show, they go, "Yo, these cops pop out of nowhere." It's like it's like they it's like they pop out of thin air. And it's like, haha, <laughs> that's a reference to to how in the game in Cyberpunk 2077, they just pop out of nowhere. They they spawn behind you, and just and yeah. Um, the the plot is okay, I guess. It's not the main thing, and Sweet Trigger hasn't really been good. At doing plots, they've never. That's never been their strong point. It's never. It's never about the plot. It's about the characters. Street Shaker is is very, um, very, very keen on doing much more character-driven stories rather than plot-driven stories, and that's very obvious. 
in most of their work, especially BNA, where it's mostly hanging on to characters instead of the plot. Um, yeah, it's mostly hanging on characters instead of the plot, and that's okay. You can do that, and that's fine. Sorry for the uh, for the cut there, folks. Uh, some uh, technical difficulties happened. However, I was not going on about how character uh, a character driven plot isn't bad, and it, it really isn't. It's is actually one of the strong points of the series. I I, uh, I would say because it allows the characters to be more fleshed out, and that's what the song for the for the for the for the anime is. It's the characters and how they interact with the world. Um. There's nothing really special about the characters, it's the usual. It really, it really is just the usual for for, for, for for anime and shows and whatever. Uh, David Martinez is the main character and he, he goes through a lot of stuff. And you see how the world of Night City is affecting him mentally, especially physically, but that physical change is going to his mind as he is taken over by cyberpsychosis, which is the main thing of the show, of the anime. Sorry, I keep I keep saying show. The the anime makes a big deal out of cyberpsychosis now. Many of you probably don't know. Maybe maybe some people have watched the show. Maybe maybe some people listening to this have I've seen the show. I've seen the anime. Sorry, and I've um, have I don't I, I just never really appreciated cyberpsychosis. Cyberpsychosis is a mental disorder. I believe it is a personality disorder in cyberpunk lore where a person with a lot of cybernetics becomes more man more sorry more machine than man more machine than person i guess in this world um and just goes haywire and it's and they're much more and they don't show human emotion and they're much they're computers they are computers in all the sense of the world, they are computers. They're killing computers. They are called to killing computers, and when once they've gone over the path, they can't be they can't be turned back. If you start showing signs of cyberpsychosis, the only way you, the only thing you can do is prevent for from it from getting worse, and there is nothing you can do to prevent it from killing you or killing other people. Eventually in the future And cyberpsychosis is a big part uh, It is the main Death of like the hero of, of, of Maybe Martinez's mentor sensei uh, main Main is a merc uh, an, ed- an edgebutter slash cyberpunk That is very much uh, Succumbs to cyberpsychosis And he dies in episode six. It's not like a heroic death or anything. He didn't he sacrificed himself, but he's not a hero. He's not a good person. 
He died. Just like anyone in Night City. He's, he was a nobody, he wasn't legend. Nobody remembered Maine. Maya's David Martinez and everyone else. And that's something that the show does well and something that really caught, I think caught most of us off guard was the character deaths. Just people like in Cyberpunk, in the game, in Cyberpunk 2077, just in 2077 in general. In the game, you didn't, I didn't really feel when a character died. When Jackie died, of course it was sad, but it didn't impact me. It only impacted the story. But it never like wowed me because it was very cinematic. It's a very cinematic death. It's like when Iron Man dies. It's like, it's like when, when Iron Man died. Like it's a very cinematic death. It's not realistic. It's gonna catch you off guard. We're like, oh, okay, I see what happened. And it's like, okay, someone's gonna die here. But no, in this, in, in the anime, Deaths pop out of nowhere. There's another character in the game, Scorpion. I don't remember who he was. I don't remember what he looks like at all. Like, he is not in my mind for most of the time. Like, when he's mentioned, he's mentioned, like, oh, this is a great guy, but I don't remember a single thing about Scorpion at all. It's, it's insane. Like, I don't feel for the guy. I don't, I don't care. I, of course, make the care, but I don't. However, in this, in this anime, when the character dies, it's so unexpected. Like when Pilot and Pilar died, it's so unexpected. It's, it's insane. Like he died out of nowhere. It's not like at the start of like, I think it was James Norris, Jake Norris, whatever. He died and it was very cinematic. It was very, it was, it was very expected. You didn't feel like I really didn't know. Pilar was a different character. He, he was, um, he was a jerk, but he was a level of a jerk, right? You can, you want to see him live. You, you like, you, you like seeing him being him and whatever. However, he just messes with the wrong dude. That's just dealing with cyberpsychosis and he dies. He gets his brain blown out, blown out. And you see, like, then time slows down for David thanks to his Sandeva stand. Now, it's, again, I'm, I'm bad at storytelling uh, when it's going back. However, it all starts, well, James Norris is a very important figure. He has a Sandeva stand. It's, a, it's an implant that lets a person go fast. And it, it lets a person go fast, right? That's all it does. It lets a person go fast for a period of time. And David gets it, gets, gets it injected in, it gets it put on him. And that's where he gets, that, that's how he gets into, into the life of, of edge running. That's how he gets into edge running. So he has to send up stand and she just sees it in, in slow-mo, his, his blood is like raining down, his brain went splattering, going everywhere. And it's gruesome. And it really went like, whoa, what the fuck? What? What just happened? And th that's how mostly everybody dies. Everybody dies a horrible, gruesome death. And that's the world of Cyberpunk, really. Like, you go like, what? What? 
What what just happened? What what the fuck just happened? What is this? What just you just you just you're you're out of here. What the hell? What just happened? Right, that that's how that's how it feels like. And every character who dies, like people who didn't even think would die. Like it's like they probably just phase out of the story. No, they 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 die gruesome deaths and like the only there's only two surviving characters and it's it's David's girlfriend Lucy, which is a main part in the story, and they want to go to the moon together. However, things happen. I'm gonna get to it later, but it doesn't go as planned. And Falco. Falco is a driver. He's played by the same guy who did who who uh, he's voiced by the same guy who voiced Jesse McCree or I guess Cole Cassidy in Overwatch. And I was like, is, is that him? Is, is that uh, is, is that is that is that, is that McCree? So yeah, it is. Uh, cool. I, it, it's it's kind of cool. Um. But yeah, just honest. Because it's kind of, it, and also Falco is the, when the series around the series when the, the series came out. Cyberpunk, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 received an update called the Esperance Update, where it added a bunch of things referencing the, referencing the, the characters from the the, the anime, and Falco does show up kinda. In, in in 2077 as a text you know text message and whatever and says that after the events of, of the Ed runners after David dies spoilers but when you but when you come to big fate we are like, when when an episode goes up that's a spoiler warning <laughs> that is the spoiler warning you will get spoiled and there's nothing you can do about it I, I, I won't I won't be discussing a whatever anything without spoiling it it, it makes it makes for much more runtime. J- just saying, it makes for a lot more runtime. Our Falco shows up and he not not shows up like he texts you. You gotta find out about David Martinez. He goes to David Martinez's like apartment complex or whatever, like the mega buildings. Which the mega buildings are a series of buildings that are just in the city and you live in one in the game you live in one however it's not the one David Martinez went to and you go to David Martinez one outside in the in the game it's under quarantine because there's a biohazard in there which I mean what the hell so uh, that one's interesting there is just there's a biohazard it's like okay <laughs> I mean you go over there and, and you just play a brain dance and it's the first Two minutes of the show. The, uh, it's it's a it's a partially cut sequence of uh, of James Norris, the cyber cycle at the start of the series, and just killing people. And it's not even it's it's anime. It's in the Studio Trigger side, which I find kind of disappointing. I would have loved to see it in its in its like in like in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven style. I would have loved to see that. That, that would be so cool. However, it, that didn't happen. And I'm and I'm not mad. I'm just kind of disappointed it didn't go up that way. 
However, at the end, he's like, oh, is this one tale that the tragic, that one tragic tale, one David Martinez chose to ignore, were you? And it's, and yeah, that's, that's what you get. And if I close it up, and Lucy, Lucy survives, but she's on the moon. She doesn't get to go with, uh, with David, like he promised. Like he promised her a long time ago. And that's the video she was talking about. It's, it's sad. Like Lucy gets her dream finally. She gets her dream. However, she's crushed because her boyfriend, with David, can't. He didn't fulfill his promise. Like he, she's there, but think there's something missing. There's something missing, and well, he's missing. And she's not happy. She's not truly happy. And that's good character writing. I got it again, like not again, but bad endings, bittersweet endings, they're much better than good endings. It makes it, it makes it a writer thing. You have to plan a bad ending. A good ending, any person could do a good ending. Any person can say, and they lived happily ever after. However, a bad ending, you have to plan meticulously. You have to set up things that will result in a bad outcome, and they are much better because of it. A bittersweet ending is a good ending. However, you know, you're not satisfied. It's the worst, best ending that could happen. It's where everybody is fine, okay, but there's something off. There's there's things missing from this. You don't want it to end here. However, everything is already resolved and it does end here. This is the end. It's not like an ending where it just abruptly ends, nothing happens, and it's like, oh, well, okay, no, it's everything is concluded. Everything's wrapped in a bow, however, I don't know how to put it into words. You don't like how the bow is wrapped up, I guess. I don't know. You just, it looks off. It's off. It's off. It's not what you want. It's the wrong, the, the wrong type of bow color, I guess. The best way to put it. It's the wrong type of bow color. However, it's expertly done. Everyone dies a gruesome death, except Lucy and Pilar, and, Pilar, and Falco, all throughout the series. However, there are certain things that I didn't like about the series, and there's only one thing really, and I would consider this is almost a perfect series, I would say. And, and, well, the, the, the dialogue is sometimes iffy. It's very generic sometimes. The dialogue is very generic, which is bad, but you know, I do it too. <laughs> I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. I also do very bland dialogue sometimes. It's a thing. It's a thing that happens when, you, when you're dealing with a world that's much more grounded. I know it's anime, but Cyberpunk is a much more grounded world than, my, than Kill a Kill. Where you can't have like interesting dialogue or whatever. Like BNA. Which is... Um... Uh, but yeah, in this most microgrammed world, it's it's it, it's it's a lot more generic dialogue. Um, and another thing is that 
it's only 10 episodes long. It's, it's too short. It's great. Don't get me wrong, it's great, but it's too short. I feel like it should have been around 20, 24. Like, like around the wrong time of... Of Kill a Kill. <laughs> kill a Kill, I haven't really seen Demon Slayer all that much. I'm still in episode two, going to three, I think. Um, but it's 24 episodes. Some, somewhere around there, 24, 26. And I think it would have benefited a lot from having two seasons or doing something like Gurren Lagann or, or Kill a Kill, where sure, episode six could have still been that turn at the climactic point in the character's story, in David's story. However, it could have been developed more or after that, how he came to be the person we see in, in episode seven, because there is a guy, it does, I think it's a time jump from episode six to episode seven. In episode six, he's 17, and in episode in episode seven, he's 18 already. Because that, and I guess that's why they show a lot of, I guess I'm going to show uh, David uh, more nude in those episodes. <laughs> because they can. Um, they, they show him a, a bit. He's a bit more revealing in, in seven, 7 to 10. And episode 7 to 10. Um. Uh. Uh, but, but yeah, just, it should have been longer, and it should have had more episodes, more episodes that really diverge it. I feel like, like episode, like, what going on did, it's, it's, it ends, that's, that's, that is what going on did, but it did it more, like, going on, kill a kill, both of their big climactic points where it shifts the whole thing and it's in the same season but it shifts the whole like season thing and shifts the villains whatever that all happened in 20, like 12 episodes 16 episodes 14 episodes in this it takes six however it could still be possible however we just needed more time so that's that's everything really I had to say the series is great. The show's the anime is great. It's really, really good. Really, really good. Can't recommend it enough. But yeah, that's it. Uh, longer episode. Yay! Uh, there's more coming in the future. I know. I know. I keep promising that. So yeah, anime is great. Really recommend it. Um, my only gripe is that it's not long enough. I wanted more. I want. I do want more of the series. Of the anime, but. I can't. There's nothing you more. It's already over. Yeah, that's it. Uh, catch you next time. Uh, yeah, see ya.